Thriving in Singleness, Episode 3. This is the Thriving in Singleness podcast, where it's not about surviving, but thriving in this chapter of your life. Here's your host, Tom DeLong. Thank you for joining us for this episode. This is the first non-solo cast. Very excited to have my friend as a co-host here. And uh, this friend of mine, I've known him for close to 15 years. We're getting up there. And it is definitely a pretty long time I've, I've been friends with this guy. And I can't even mention his name because... He is working on the front lines with Border Patrol. So he is on the front lines against the drug traffickers, the sex traffickers, and uh, other bad guys uh, with other things going on there. So really appreciate what he does. And because of this, there are literally drug cartels that search for online profiles and track him and other people like him down to attempt to do bad things. So for his protection, I, I'm just going to refer to him as Indiana Jones. So I uh, really appreciate you joining me for this episode. Indy, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> oh, man, Tom, you're crushing it, man. I'm so excited to talk with you. Has it been 15 years? Are you kidding me? Like, I was blowing my mind when you were introducing me. Pretty close. Maybe maybe 13. But, like, we're, we're crawling oh, pretty gosh. close to 15. It's It's up there. <laughs> Wow, dude, time does fly. Man, I am so excited. I've been thinking about all this cool stuff you've been doing. You and I have been talking about this for a while, and I'm just excited to sit down and chat with you, man. It's good to see you. I'm really excited as well. And for any of you who don't recognize his voice, he is actually the creator of my intro and outro, which is really exciting. So, Relant K, if you are listening, he is available (laughs) <laughs> so you definitely want him in your band and <laughs> so man we we met at a stunt driving school we've just hit it off since then we've remained in touch we've never lived within 100 miles of each other but i feel like we're just like best friends pretty much and it's just been awesome walking through life with you you drove 10 hours 12 hours whatever just to come down for my wedding so you could be there just for the ceremony and then turn around and go back to Maine. And that was so incredible of you. And you're such a great, loyal friend. And I'm so fortunate to have you on this show. So tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and kind of where you're at in life. So go for it. Oh, man. That day driving down for your wedding was unbeatable. One of my longest days for sure. But, dude, I wouldn't have missed it for anything. Yeah, you and I have known each other for a long time. We bounced a lot of ideas off each other, man, and I'll tell you, you're one of the only two friends I have who stuck with me past the point of getting married and having kids. All my other friends <laughs> have, just, have just moved on, so I appreciate you, my man. Yeah, oh, let, me man. Just, let me just say a little bit about myself just so everyone kind of has uh, a little bit you know, better idea about where I come from. I worked in the U.S. military doing things uh, in the military. And uh, I'm glad I did that. It was time to move on. I do work for part of the Department of Homeland Security now. Part of my everyday activity is putting on level three body armor. I carry an M4 everywhere. And 
I track out and chase down criminals through the wilderness, through the mountains, through the desert, urban environments. Like that's my day to day activity. And of course, you mentioned earlier, we have to keep me anonymous because like you were saying, there are just awful, awful, evil people who look for small pieces of information on the Internet about people like me. And, you know, an individual puzzle piece is no big deal. But if you have enough pieces, eventually you can see what the puzzle is for. And we just have to try and keep those people in the dark. So that's what we're doing here. And I appreciate you talking to me about this, especially this amazing topic about being single. Because as you know, this is a huge part of my life is being single. And I'm absurdly happy about it. I love it. I wouldn't change a thing. And of course, what I do and the perspective I have is uh, is pretty unique in my opinion. And uh, as luck would have it, you know that I got myself into a, uh, a bad situation a couple weeks ago where uh, I checked a guy down, arrested him. And uh, patted him down, did a field interview. And then at the end, on purpose, like an a-hole, he goes, oh, by the way, I have COVID-19. Oh, great. So I've been mm. quarantined. I've been quarantined for a little while now. And it just opened up all the space for us to start talking about this and for us to have this call. I'm so excited, man. This is going to be great. Oh, it's been really good. And we've just been going back and forth with words of friends because I know <laughs> you're just dying with nothing to do. So you've been just decimating me game one game after another. And so that's been a lot of fun. Just kind of staying in touch that way and, and, you know, just having a little entertainment there. And so with being single and being where you are in life, like what would you say is your favorite part about it? Like what do you enjoy most? Well, first of all, I mean, as someone who is a normal, regular human being, I, I understand the struggle. I'm not this, person who has always been averse to relationships. You know, I used to be that sniveling, pathetic human who was hung up on the same girl forever. And you can relate to that. I think everybody probably relates to that. Oh, man, Mm -hmm. we've both been through the ringer, you know, in, in the past. So this is not something that has always been you know, a staple for me, but I've grown to just love it and, and I, I don't want to change it. And in my particular situation, there are so many advantages, you know, to being a single person. You know, some of them obvious, some not, but the thing I love most about what I do is that when I start the day, I have to think about, I have to think about how serious the nature of my work is. And so when I get up in the morning, you have to ask yourself, am I willing to die for what I do? Because that's essentially what it comes down to. I put myself out in a unique position. And the answer to that is a resounding yes, absolutely. I'm willing to die for my country. I can't think of a better way to go out. And the thing I love about singleness from that perspective is that there's nobody that depends on me. So if something happens mm-hmm. to me, you know, I'm not leaving anyone in the lurch. No one has to pay off my debts because I'm debt free. You know, people will probably miss me and grieve and then move on. But there I won't be you. someone who... Well, I would miss you too, you know, yeah. from heaven because we're both Christians and that's, and that's fantastic, right? But there, I don't have any, I don't have any kids, I don't have a wife and that, I like that, I like how clean, you know, that type of life is. You know, literally the worst thing that can happen to me is, you know, I go out in a blaze of glory, I die in service to my country and I go to heaven. That's an amazing day for a bad day. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> and I, and I, dude, when I go out and I track these guys down, sometimes it's, it's one on five, one on 10, one on 15 me against all these people and I have total peace about it. Like no stress, no anxiety. And we'll come back to that in a minute. Cause I have more to say about that. But along with all those other things, I also like that, you know, there's no one important in my life that people can use against me. You know, there's no one 
that my adversaries can discover and exploit. And that protects me and that protects you know, potentially other people, which I like very, very much. Now, tell me this, Tom. You know I have known each other for a long time, mm-hmm. right? I know that you're married. You have kids or a kid. And I just want to know for sure, how much do you miss getting up and doing whatever you wanted every day? Oh, man. All right. So first off, like, I wouldn't trade my wife and child for anything. However, oh, dude, like there's so many cool aspects of singleness that I really do miss. Like there was really great freedoms. I was doing a lot more in ministry. I had so much more time on my hands, even when I was working 60 plus hours a week on my family's dairy farm. And it's it's so different. And it's a stage of life that is so unappreciated and i'm i'm angry at myself for not appreciating it longer than what i did because i think there's literally a two-week span of when i really fell in love with the idea of being single for the rest of my life because if that's what god's plan was i was like this can be really freaking awesome and if if i hadn't gotten married where would i be now i mean i would i i have a hard time answering that i might be skydiving base jumping i mean doing some pretty <laughs> crazy stuff and and i think when i got in the mindset of singleness and i was like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna do more motorcycling i'm gonna do some more crazy rock climbing i'm gonna probably jump off cliffs base jumping god was like all right we're gonna we're gonna tame him down now like, we're, we need to keep this guy alive like <laughs> i would have i would have probably jumped into doing some some pretty crazy stuff and so my wife she she lets me do some crazy things, but she keeps me grounded. She's like, no, you're not going to base jump, Tom. Like, you're not allowed to do that. But, uh, man, like, it's such an unappreciated time in my life. And and I, I really wish I had more time before I met her because, as I shared in my testimony in the earlier episode, I went into this phase of full appreciation for where God had me. And I, I was so excited. I said, like, singleness is great if this is what God wants. I want that too, and I'm going to rock this. And it's kind of a bummer that it lasted only two weeks, whereas if it lasted a year, you know, what would God have done in my heart in that year? Because also, in gaining that ability to trust him entirely, I'm sure I would have hit hit the highs and lows in the midst of that. You know, because I can only look and look back at at that short phase of like 100% trust in God, which I never done before. But it is such a short period of time, and I'm not sure how that would have withheld on the long term. Which it seems like you're doing extremely well with that. And and I can't help but be curious, what brought you to the point of being wrapped up, kind of head over heels over a girl or you know different girls in the past, and brought you into this feeling of joy and contentness in being single oh man that is such a good question see this is this is one of those things that every single human can can relate to because feelings of loneliness are universal and we all experience them and they're never good they're always sour and horrible and they last forever but in my case and you know i mentioned earlier when we were chatting uh just a few minutes ago i mentioned how I felt like a lot of my friends had left me, moved on, and et cetera, you know, as their lives progressed and mm-hmm. mine progressed much slower than everyone else's. That's totally normal and that's totally fine. But it took me a long time to learn and a lot of wasted effort. Man, when life gently closes a door for you, stop trying to wrench it back open. 
Mm-hmm. I wasted so much time in my life trying to pry open these closed doors. Just it hurts in the moment, no doubt, but just try to live with it. Try to let it ride. Realize that when you turn around, there's there's going to be a hundred other doors. So don't get too focused on this one thing that is just holding you back and keeping you down. And man, from experience, I wasted probably seven years of my life before I, I realized I was like, man, you just turn around and walk away from this. Yeah. How do you feel God is using you right now in ways that he wouldn't be able to otherwise, in a sense? Mm-hmm. That's a really good question, and I think I have a really good answer, man. I think All the right. entire I think the entire point of being single is to find happiness in what you have, and find happiness in what you could build for yourself, you know. And once you get to that point, I think that you can really achieve something great. So, I think that the average person is happy when their desires are met, okay? But someone who is really striving to understand themselves, to know themselves. And win at life, especially as a single person, that person is happy for no reason at all. And so I tend to go through life with a smile. And it's very obvious because not two weeks ago, one of my coworkers came up to me and he goes, he goes, man, how are you so happy all the time? You know, and I and I was like, oh, man, I got this guy dead to rights. And it just came out without even thinking about it. I was like, man, first thing first, man, like I believe God is in control of everything. And that makes mm-hmm. everything so easy in life. And that's why I told him, I was like, I mean, there's really no secret here. All you have to do is just be happy with what you have and realize that ultimately God's got a plan for you, man. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. and I, I can recall back when I was single and having such distrust in what God's plan was, you know, feeling like he left me behind. He, you know, he, he left me in the desert to dry out and not trusting him like he had a plan because only when I, I finally realized that and it's like God has a great plan and I'm I'm gonna trust him in whatever and you know that was when he, he finally pulled the pieces together for me and his timing was just immaculate. I mean there's there's no questioning the timing that he's played out in this. Yeah, for sure. I mean trusting God is the hardest thing, you know. It's so easy for me to say you know, God's in control. And I think that's one of the most important things you have to keep in mind every day of your life. But to, to say that and be like, okay, he's got me. And then to bridge the gap between that realization and actually going hands off on your life and letting him build something you is really hard. Every time you need to go work out and you're not feeling it, you have to find a way to make that happen. And it's the same with trusting God. It's not that type of thing where you can just say it once and be like, oh, I'm good for life. I did it. I trusted God. I'm good to go. Negative. Yeah. You have to do it all the time. <laughs> or at least I do. You know, like I'm just oh, one absolutely. giant. I'm just one giant happy failure walking around and I have to keep striving <laughs> to keep getting better and better and keeping myself in the right place so that I'm healthy, happy and I'm believing the right things. I mean, man, it, it is a constant struggle. We're human beings. There's no uh, no secret there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, what is your recommendation to somebody who is who is having the struggle of of feeling the need to find someone and not finding that trust in God? Yeah, that's a tough one, man. Uh, because I think I think something that snapping moment that gets you headed in the right direction is going to be different for everyone. So I don't think there's one particular thing that's going to fix everybody. But I definitely have some specific things that work for me and I think could work for other people if you want to talk about some of those, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Let's hear what you so got. I, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, it's okay. So number one, I think that 
for someone to truly be happy as a single person, I think they have to have a purpose. Because being idle for me is just a, a terrible cycle. It gets me complacent. And complacency is a deep, dark hole that for me is tr- hard to climb back out of. So I have to stay productive and busy, and I have to be striving towards something. And if I had done that sooner in my life, I think that things would have turned out a little bit better, a little bit faster. I love where I am now, and I wouldn't change change anything. But I think that when you have a purpose and you're building something, it helps you stop focusing on your personal misery, which I was locked into for a very long time. And I think a lot of people are probably locked in there, too. It's easy for me to say something to the effect of, man, I'm single and I'm totally happy and I'm not looking and I'm good to go. I feel like a lot of other people say that, but they don't mean it. I happen to truly mm-hmm. mean it because the way my life is pointed, it would be very difficult for me to add someone into my life because what I do now for work lends itself very well to a single person. The hours are very irregular, etc. And plus, you know that I'm training for something very specific, which will come down the road in about nine months. I have a much bigger opportunity where I can apply myself as an American for my country in a much more profound way. So I'm striving toward that as well. I think you just have to have something that you're working on. And if you don't know your purpose, that's fine. Do something productive. You know, uh, what are you interested in? Read something about it. Do you want to do woodworking? Do you want to learn how to how to cook? Do you want to earn a new language? Do it. You know? <laughs> and I think by doing things like that, you can keep yourself from magnifying the misery that you've created for yourself as a single person. Because what you realize and what I realize is that being single is a superpower. I'm going to wake up today and I'm going to go hiking for three days. I'm going to go camping three days. I don't have to check in with anybody. I don't have to change my plans. I don't have to bring anybody with me. Oh, I'm going to go to the shooting range. No problem. I can do it. I'll just do a light 10K. No problem. I'm going to read all day. I'll do a thousand push-ups today. I'm going to drink two pounds of coffee (laughs) today. You can do whatever you want. And that freedom to enhance your life in any way that you could possibly imagine is a superpower. Oh man, that is, that just sounds so incredible. <laughs> oh, it's, it's so different. I mean, going from, you know, hearing from your perspective, like you, you do all these things. It's like, man, all, all the checks and balances I got to go through if I want to do a three day hike on my own. It's, 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 it's totally different. I mean, and like I said, I wouldn't trade my wife and, and daughter for anything, but, but wow. I mean, like there's those, awesome aspects of being single that I really miss of not being accountable to anyone. That's really awesome. And, and I love how you mentioned about just like sitting around and reading and it kind of reminded me how you're completely off social media. I mean, you're not, you're not being tracked by anybody at all whatsoever. And that's, that's truly incredible to me that you can be so disconnected from social media. And so like, what is your perspective when it comes to social media and singleness, as well as social media in general? Like, how do you think that impacts singleness? Do you think that magnifies misery, as as you you know kind of stated earlier? Oh, I think it amplifies misery exponentially. Social media is the scourge of humanity. I hate it. I'm so glad to be free of it. It was one of the two best decisions I ever made in my life. The other one was getting debt-free and staying that way because they both enhance your personal freedom. Here's the thing about social media. Social media is designed for you to present yourself to the world in a way that is a complete fake. There's nothing real going on in social media at all. The posts you see, they're all advertisements. They're all trying to get you to look at something a certain specific way. 
Everyone is vying for your attention. There are 800 bazillion different uh, people trying to get you to go to their thing on social media. And even excluding the commercial stuff, the personal stuff is totally fake too. Every single stupid line, every single stupid update that you give out to the world is a fake version of yourself. Nothing about it, nothing about it is real. And I think for someone to truly be happy with who they are and to build this incredible superpower life of singleness, you have to know yourself. And if you continually present yourself to the world as a fake entity, which you are, no matter what you say to anybody, you'll never know who you truly are. You'll never be able to zero in on things that interest you, things you want to read about. You want to know what the other problem is? The average person spends two and a half hours a day on social media. What could you accomplish for an extra two and a half hours a day? Oh, man, so much. Yeah. So much. The problem with social media is that it keeps you wrapped up in this cycle of falsehood over and over and over. Not only are you outputting falsity, if that's a word, you're also getting it. So it's being shoved in your face and you're giving it back. Can you truly be an honest person? Can you honestly look at yourself and have a genuine realization when all you're doing is seeing fake information come into you and giving fake information back out? I think that's ridiculous. To change your life, man, you have to pick a destination that you want to be. And then you have to reverse engineer the steps that are going to help you get there. Otherwise, you're, you're just guessing. And guessing is not a winning strategy because the same thing is hoping. So people going around and hoping for something to change in their lives is a complete waste. I mean, you're just tricking yourself, just like the social media, that something is going to be better. What would you describe as effective steps to go from from hoping to effectively effectively making that change? Like, what what would you if you could make it into a step by step? How would you how would you put that? Definitely, definitely. So first things first. Step one, in my opinion, of getting out of this cycle, being honest with yourself and building a life that you can enjoy and be happy, a true happiness based on no reason at all, just because you can be happy, which is the ultimate goal. Leave all social media behind, step one, just like we talked about. The second thing you need to do is you need to get rid of your TV and internet today. Both of those things are worse than social media because the average person spends four hours a day doing that. And so rather than watching someone be successful on TV, you need to shut up and start doing successful things yourself. You know, so all these things that are helping you be complacent about your life, they're actually robbing you of something that is extremely valuable. It's the most valuable commodity in the universe, and it's the only thing you can't get more of, and it's time. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So get rid of those two things immediately, and all of a sudden, your day will feel 12 hours longer. I promise you that. Wow. So, so the next step is to figure out exactly where you want to end up. And everyone's, everyone's journey is going to be different. Myself, for example, if you go out in my kitchen, <laughs> if you go out in my kitchen, you'll see that one entire wall is covered in post-it notes. And I have, I have broken down everything for the next 12 months of my life. Oh, wow. Okay. This is where I want to end up. This is the opportunity I'm going to have. These are the skills, individual skills that I need to master between now and then to have a good shot at this opportunity. These are the fitness requirements. These are the books I want to read. These are the topics I need to master. And so you take this this huge brainstorming cloud of information about the next year, and you break it down into, into four-month increments, three-month in- increments, okay? What do I need to do during this three months 
to make the end goal possible. And you're just breaking everything down backwards into very small steps. And that's the only way to get anywhere doing anything, in my personal opinion. Like I said, if you don't have an actual strategy, an actual plan, then you're just hoping. And hoping is mm. not a winning strategy. Not a winning strategy. Yeah. No, that's that's an excellent, excellent advice you have there. Now, one of the question I have, and, and I feel like so many people are, are stuck social media, and that can come with with temptations in itself. Not just a matter of wasting time, but but temptation. Like, do you feel like you've been able to like eliminate lust and temptation of lust in your lifestyle? Like how how are things when it comes to purity in the type of lifestyle that you live? I'm not sure that a human can completely eliminate that, but I can tell mm-hmm. you this. The number one form of successful marketing is sex in any form. You go down through your Instagram feed, you're going to see you're going to see girls with very, you know, small amounts of clothes on, right? You're going to see things that are suggestive, evil either verbally or you're going to see imagery of it. And you'll be shocked by how much that is imparted into your into your life just through social media, man. And yeah. I'll tell you this, I, I mean, I have no problem being I mean, I used to watch porn maybe, I don't know, years ago. But when you start removing all those little things that lead you down the path to that, then all of a sudden your life's going to get better. And I don't don't care what people say about the positive effects of watching dirty videos like that, man. I don't know how they got to those conclusions, but I don't think there's any way that a Christian can justify that those things are good for you. And I think anything you can do to eliminate those things from your life is going to be a positive. Okay. Yeah. And, and sometimes people can be stuck in such a rabbit hole and being able to escape it can sometimes take drastic measures. And that can be something as drastic as eliminating social media, dropping that smartphone and getting a flip phone. I mean, and that's such excellent advice. And a lot of people are too, too scared to do that. And it's, it's insane the difference that can make. And it's, and it's so incredible. I mean, what I found is, uh, and I've said this previously, like the habits you build in your single life will translate over into your relationships, which translate over into marriage. So, I mean, the struggle isn't just in relationships. It's, it's lifelong and marriage is not the finish line. So what you do in singleness, if you do eventually get married, those habits will translate into that. And it's so important to develop those habits very early. So that's such awesome advice you have there when with facing against that temptation. And I remember when I did a road trip with three different guys that just graduated high school when I was leading Young Life. And we were going and we, we saw several different national parks. We did a bunch of rock climbing. We did a bunch of hiking. And like four days of just being in complete wilderness. And I was thinking in my mind, I'm like, wow, I have not faced any temptation whatsoever. Like not even lustful thought, which is so unheard of as a guy. It's so outrageous because media ads everywhere. It's just pushing it on you and having that completely removed. It's like, wow, that it's insane. The difference that it can make just eliminating it from just even popping in your mind. And so that's, that's such an awesome perspective you bring to the table there. And before we wrap up, is there anything else that you feel like you, that's been on your heart that you want to share? Um, like a favorite verse that you've been, kind of has been on your mind lately or even your all-time favorite verse like do you have any any closing thoughts as we wrap up yeah man i mean you make some excellent points there about 
just avoiding temptation itself. And I think that, you know, like I was talking about earlier, having a purpose, having an objective, having something to strive for is something that really helps push all that nonsense out of the way for sure. One thing I like to do maybe every month or two is I like to sit down and actually write out all the things about my life that I don't like, things that I'm failing at or things that I haven't been able to conquer or things that I just would like to see go differently. And once you make a list of them, I mean, it's pretty easy to start eliminating them. I think one thing that a lot of people struggle with is just eating, you know, eating uh, high quality food, eating things that are going to be good for your body, you know. And I think that's one of the secrets to life is to wake up rested, eat good food, move your body. And I think that if you are more aware of the things that are tripping you up, literally just sit down and make a physical list of it. That's an because once you do that, you've admitted that it's an issue and you can start working on it. And I do, man. I mean, I just, I do have a, a favorite verse. It's been my favorite verse for quite a while now. Yeah, it's from Isaiah. And it's particularly relevant to me because my favorite thing about being single is that I can throw myself into these crazy situations at work and get involved with some, you know, dangerous characters on a regular basis. You know, it's not weird to arrest, you know, 15, 20 people a day, you know, or at night, you know. And so I like to be the guy who's always out front charging ahead because the ramifications of me getting injured or me losing my life are far less than the people around me. I know people who have, you know, family, they have a wife, they have kids. You know, I'm the person that should be out there doing this because they have something more important waiting for them at home and I don't. So my favorite verse is from Isaiah and it goes, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Who shall I send? Who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. And that's the thing I like to keep in my head as I'm charging forward, as I'm striving to get onto this more intense unit to go do more dangerous things in more parts of the world with less and less chance of coming home. And I love it and I wouldn't change it. I have no stress about it, zero anxiety, and that's what I want. Wow. Here I am, send me, man. I, I just love that. I love that so much. Dude, I, I really appreciate you joining me for this. I feel like you've really provided a lot of value and I think my listeners are really going to love what you've had to share today. So I appreciate you taking the time and, and everything you put into preparing for this and just having such an awesome testimony to share with everyone. So thank you again. And I will catch you, uh, catch you on the flip flop, man. We'll, we'll see you on word with friends and, <laughs> and we'll stay in touch as we always do, which is really great. Everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Really look for you to join us next time. And hope you've gained some value from what we've had to share today. So hope you guys have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Thriving in Singleness podcast. Look for new episodes wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.